So we started with the Justin Fields odds. He is the favorite right now to be the Steelers quarterback next year at, at minus 125. Just an insane swing there uh, because I think in large part what Adam Schefter said yesterday about uh, Mike Tomlin being a big Justin Fields fan. Super Bowl 59 odds are out and the Chiefs are being doubted again. The 49ers are the favorites at 5-1. to one. The Chiefs are next at plus 650. When will they learn? Apparently they won't. You know, I'm going to hold on. Bet that right now? Yeah, I actually am. I mean, might as well get in a couple bucks here. The Steelers are at 100 to 1. I'm not going to bet that. So, I went and looked this up. Pro Football Reference lists preseason Super Bowl odds for every year going back to 1992. So, going back to the first year post Chuck Knoll. Bill Cowher's first year as head coach. Mm-hmm. They have where the Steelers were mm-hmm. before the season started to win the Super Bowl posted there for every season. Their odds have never been this bad. I'm not surprised. 100 to 1 is the worst they've ever How been. How close Even, have they been? They've been 75 to 1. They've been 80 to 1. They've never been. Give me the last three years. If you have it I in do. front of you, give me their last, like heading into this coming year, heading they into last year, 50 to one year. going into this season. Remember, mm-hmm. there was great preseason buzz on them. Oh, you love that. You were just buzz, buzzing away. 80 to one. The previous year, post Ben having Mitch Trubisky or Kenny penciled in as your starter. 50 to one in Ben's last year. Kind of says something about where people thought he was at. 25 to one going into 2020. Ben's year coming back from mm-hmm. elbow surgery, and then 18 to one in 19. When they thought Ben would be healthy what before were they he in got 18? injured. 18, coming off the Jacksonville playoff loss, they were 10-1. to 1. Okay. Their win total in Vegas was 10.5. They were thought to be a very, very good team. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Not only does this speak to what Vegas thinks of them, they're just not looked at as a good team. I believe the longest shot to win it since, you know, in pro football references, uh, archives, right? Yep. The longest shot team to win it preseason is the Rams in 99, is it not, with Kurt Warner? What were they? Do you have them? I have the Rams that year. They, they were 150 to 1, plus 15,000. That has to be it. Let's see what the Bengals were when they lost to the Rams in the Super Bowl. They were 150 to 1. I'm saying a team to no, actually I know, win I'm it, just, but to get there too, yeah. yeah. I, mean, those are, I think those are the two, right? There can't be another one that's as, as long of a shot. There hasn't been nearly... That much of an out-of-nowhere team. Nope. Not even close. Ravens in 2012 were a, a perennially good team that had already knocked on the door with Flacco. Yeah, Chris. I mean, there hasn't been like a team that was projected to win five or six games that's won the Super Bowl in right. more than 20 years. So Because we lived through the Patriots era, and they were a pick to be very, very good every single season for the most part. Although yeah, now they won wanna, six of now, these. Now I do actually want to look through their 2001 team because I bet you that. Oh, one's that might be that might be 100 to one. 60 to one. Wow. wow, coming off a five and 11 season. Well, anyway, they have Bledsoe, 100 million dollar no, quarterback. I only bring this up as a sidebar. I really do, but just that drives home the point how unlikely it is that they're going to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, like you don't even take there's a serious thing. There's only five thing. teams in the entire league with worse odds than them. I know. I'm say, I should. What I should say is it's obvious that it's, it's unlikely. It's just how unlikely it is that a team bucks those odds. Listen to who they're barely in front of: the Panthers, Patriots, the Patriots. The Commanders, the Giants, and the Titans. 
Only two AFC teams. New England and Tennessee. The Raiders have better Super Bowl odds than them, man. And they have no clue who their quarterback is going to be. And they just promoted an interim head coach to head coach. And they're 75 to 1. What do you think if you had to guess? You know the odds well. You've got shows devoted to that that air on this station that are very well researched. Were they to trade for Justin Fields? What do you think it does to that number? Drops it to maybe 80 to 1, 85 to 1? Is there a thought that he So just, Arizona's he, 75 to 1 right now. They're going to play Kyler Murray at quarterback with a new coach. I think that they're in that range. That I think bucket. That they're at 75 to 1, yeah, with the Raiders, Cardinals, Bucks, and Seahawks. I mean, I just I do think it's more of a commentary on the quarterback position and its and its value in the league than it is anything else. And how I actually think it's harder for obviously because it's just not a regular occurrence. It's harder for somebody to come out of nowhere the way Kurt Warner did. I mean, that's just that's supposed to happen maybe once every 25 years in sports that you get a story like that. I'm actually surprised that the Bengals team with Burrow that got there was that low. Like Joe Burrow was, he got hurt the year before. I that's under, why. Well, I understand that, but he was coming back and he was the number one overall pick. Like I think they were, if anything, they got very disrespected with that. But it just, to me, is a, a testament to how much quarterback matters and how they clearly, in the minds of the odds makers, do not have that. So whenever I hear, I do hear people say, like, well, you can still win with defense in the running game. And if, it, like, say, like, say some of the Kenny people that are still out there that are very ardently in his corner. The rest of the world doesn't agree with you that having a good, healthy defense and a good running game and getting him to play better but not great is enough. Because we've seen it proven time and again that it's not enough. And the smart betting money knows that it's not enough. They're just, they have the same identity unless they make a major move at quarterback. Their expectations, their identity, their DNA, whatever you want to say about them, like they are the same now as they've been for the past few years, even at the end of Ben. Just a plucky underdog team that has a very low ceiling, but has a pretty high floor. And they won't finish that low in the standings, but they've got absolutely no shot to compete for a Super Bowl. That's how it feels. And, and it's just, it, there's a Groundhog Day quotient to so many. Now, there wasn't for me going into last Steelers season because I thought that Kenny was going to make that jump. He didn't, and it ended up turning into what we've experienced for the last decade and a half or so. But, like, that's why the Fields thing, the Fields thing would do a lot for me as far as how... My my positivity, my excitement, my exuberance, my enthusiasm for the start of the season would be just be, I would have a wonderment about me. Like, what is this guy going to look like, this alpha athlete? How is he going to fit in this offense? Well, there's just tools there to play the position that haven't been fully realized. He's not even close to like a, a polished sure thing. If he was, frankly, they would be trading the number one pick and would be rolling with him because he'd have had more success. I just think you have to look at raw attributes. You know who's the, he's not as gifted as this guy, although he's not that far off for the quarterback position. Josh Allen should be the guy you're thinking of when you think of like the Steelers acquiring fields, right? I mean, aren't we talking about a very similar player? Allen's bigger, but fields is a better pure runner. Allen's got a better pure arm. And he had had success in two years in the league. He had gotten the Bills to the playoffs, but he needed something to fundamentally change and click for him. And now he's probably the second best guy in the league right now. That's why I think people need to, people need to picture that and the transformation Allen went into in year three and think that's why you should want this guy. All right, so we're going to do the Steelers draft uh, 
We're going to look at the draft with Ryan Wilson in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of clips I want to play for you guys before we bring, uh, before we go that direction. Pro Football Focus in the Super Bowl gave Brock Purdy a better grade than Patrick Mahomes. They liked Purdy's game more than Mahomes. Brad Spielberger of PFF was on with the morning guys to explain that today. Yeah, it's, it's really just because the interception. Um, you know, look, we, we obviously will touch on the grading system and all that, I guess. It's one of those shows. But, uh, you know, I think one thing that, that maybe, um, you know, at times can, can skew things maybe a, a little bit too far, depending on the certain situation, is a, a strong negative play like that. And, look, that was a horrific throw by Patrick Mahomes. There's no denying that. Um, you know, can, can kind of overshadow a lot of positives, even if he was stacking a lot of good plays. You know, Purdy didn't really make any mistakes. Um, I don't think Purdy really elevated a lot in that game. Like, I don't think he had any, you know, wild throws or or uh, maybe had one big-time throw. I, I have actually looked at his individual grade. But, um, you know, he made a couple nice plays. But, yeah, it's just the, the, the interception was probably a minus one and a half, maybe even a minus two because it was just a, a brutal, brutal play. So that's why I think pro football focus likes Kenny Pickett more than than a lot of fans do. I know that's because of they what they just described there. They like guys who don't F up. And it doesn't matter if you don't make any kind of seismic plays, any kind of explosive play, as long as you don't take uh, a bazooka to your foot, they're going to say you played a pretty good game. I mean, look. They did that for Broderick Jones even. I remember asking Steve Palazzolo that, and he said he had one or two plays we really didn't like, and it can skew they, a grade dramatically. They grade every play, but that just sounds to me like there was there's way too much emphasis on the way one play gets graded. Hey, the Chiefs had a lot of drives in that game, especially in the first half, that ended in punts, and then their first possession of the second half ended in an interception. So... From that standpoint, from beginning to end, it was not one of Patrick Mahomes' best games ever. But somebody has to grade those plays. I'm astonished that they would look at every play by Purdy and every play by Mahomes and think that Purdy played better. Yes, in a word, yes. Like, I I just... The plays that Purdy didn't make that were there to be made, I feel like just go by the wayside here. Well, hey, it's like too much chalking it up to good defense. I don't know. To me, what a great is a great play there, even though somebody might say, well, they had the perfect call on. Mahomes on fourth in the season, just calmly waiting for a player to either turn his back or not and commit, then running with the ball. Mahomes running right down the seam. Mahomes just like casual little passes in there, just constantly like putting the ball where it needed to be. I, I don't know, man. I I struggle with their grading at times because I think the mission is a pretty noble mission but I do think there's some inconsistency there and some blind spots there that that they struggle to rectify I think Steve is coming back with us on Thursday so we'll have to ask him about that all right next one we have here Tom Brady on his show with Jim Gray on Sirius XM here he is weighing in on the Travis Kelsey shove 
there's always little family issues. And of course, I don't mind seeing it because I was a part of a lot of those things. You're thinking emotions are so high. You are definitely not centered and balanced. You're not in a meditative state at that point. You are fully determined to go after and to win. I think a lot of the things that are said during the games, people should just let them fly off their back. And I actually think Coach Reed handled it just awesome like he always does because he just said, uh, I, I was a little off balance. Travis is, is such a competitor and I love that because it just speaks to his leadership ability because some coaches would get so sensitive and oh you embarrassed me and you did that and you know you're a competitor you're an athlete and you get out there and you've had the credibility that Travis has and you've had that all pro experience and you've won Super Bowls and you know I know certain players that would die to come off the field in those moments I mean Julian Edelman was a great example when I played with Randy in the 07 Super Bowl I mean we didn't want to take them off for one play and they're thinking if we're going down I'm out here every play trying to contribute that's when your team needs you the most and that's I think Travis was just trying to to convey. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little shot there at Belichick. Some coaches are so sensitive that they would have taken that shove personally. I think that's and maybe why a player Malcolm there. Butler might have gotten benched for something he said during uh, meetings before the maybe Eagles something Super Bowl. he did. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of well, uh, there's also rumors about what happened there. So you want to know what I thought of the entire time Tom's talking there, and I'm painting a picture in my mind's eye. Or there's one scene from Brady's career, and it is him and Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah just screaming at each, other at each other on the sideline, like nose to nose, like they're about to have a WWF title match. Or Brady talks about being so caught up in the moment, you're not really like in a peaceful state. Him sprinting down the field just to headbutt Anthony Smith after he beat him for a touchdown Oh, pass. he dog-cussed his own offensive lineman. We saw that in his last game here with the Bucks. He was cursing guys out. So I'm not surprised that he has that answer on Kelsey. I still don't love his I, – I, mean, I don't like the shove, though. I think it's either. still a bad but, look. But I think Brady's answer is at least an honest and authentic one. I think that's why he liked Antonio Brown so much. He because he that knew AB that AB was, was competitive and he was a loose cannon and he'd fly off the handle, but he knew that the guy wanted to play. Do you think that he it felt like AB was just in a competitive trance when he took a shirt off and then ran off the field in the swamps of New Jersey? <laughs> I would love to know what he thought about that. Um, does Kelsey apparently saying after the game, what, I owe my whole career to Andy Reid when he was asked about the, the shove? Eh. Does that excuse it? Does that is that no. a, a nice enough tonic for it? Not, no, for, not me. for me. Dude, you still hip check the guy, man. All right, one more here. Here's McAfee in a big splash he wants to make as a broadcaster this football season coming up. Know that I am trying my best to get Bill Belichick on this program at least once a week going forward. Hell yeah. Okay, just at least once a week going forward in the football season. Could you imagine us peppering Bill Belichick every single week throughout an entire football season? That's if he wants to get into the media world and if he would want to be on our particular program. There's a chance he says no way. Now, I did see him with a helmet on whenever we did college game day up in Massachusetts, yeah. up in Foxborough. Uh -huh. He was fantastic. Hopefully he has a little bit of respect for what we've been able to do out here in Indianapolis, but having a chance to pick that brain through an entire football season would be a dream come true know that i am throwing my hat into the ring in a big way what an oddball setup that would be here's bill a would you say this guy's a dog or a dog <laughs> well pat uh, i've thought about this long what's, and hard and what is it there is it there a patriot what's the name of the patriots fan with the mullet that's on the show wears tie-dye boston connor he's he's quote peppering they don't seem like a pepper show do no, they pepper I don't think there's guests? a lot of peppering that goes on zero peppering they don't pepper. No, there's no. It's a pepper free zone. I I've gotten in trouble for peppering. I did peppering. You have a paid guest on. You pepper. They don't like peppered. Often in those situations, I don't think, I think I've even peppered before. Yeah, I don't think Belichick wants peppered. Uh, 
But so maybe they wouldn't pepper him, and he'd like that. They'd kiss. They'd kiss the ring. I think it's, you know, look. I have a great, great friend, Colts fan, Greg, who got married on the day Andrew Luck retired. Ruined his wedding. To some extent, yes. The Colts hate the Patriots. You know, like McAfee, I think, has, ever, has anyone ever asked him what he thinks of, like, the deflated football stuff? And Didn't most of those players say, though, after the game that we could have played them with actual bricks or tennis balls Maybe. and they would have beaten us? Maybe In fact, I know they said that but after like, the game. But, like, Bill Polian and Tony Dungy and those guys, like, they take very personally the Belichick uh, uh, tomfoolery. Like, the things he would do to bend the rules and whatnot. So, I don't know. That would be... I'm just, you know what I'm, I am trying to imagine? I know how Pat's show goes. I've had a little fun, poked a little fun at the whole, Does like, Belichick want to play grab ass? Right. Do you think he'd like, want to? Or do you think that they would play it very straight with him and and ask him a ton of football questions? I mean, they do do serious football segments. Like, they get A.Q. Shipley up there, and he's actually breaking down film. and Pagano giving you, like, does that too, doesn't he? Offensive lineman breakdowns. Yeah, so they do do that. I mean, if I they, think if you put, Bel- hold on. If they had Belichick doing that stuff, that would be neat. It would be. But I think you you get the most out of Bill if you do try to bring his personality out. And right. if he's doing media this year, I honestly think it's to get his personality yeah. out there because he's seen as such a curmudgeon. You know what? I think you just hit on something. This this actually might be this actually might be the exact right situation for Belichick. Pat, I'm ready to let my hair down. <laughs> I'm ready to come on with you and that Boston Connor fella and tell Tone Diggs to get his shine box ready because I'm going to talk about the Steelers. They were so easy to beat. Yep. Taking candy from a baby. I still think it was great on that show when they had the one guy dress up like Lou Holtz and interview Lou Holtz. That was fantastic. Admittedly very good. And then the Ohio State coach got all pissed off about it. Admittedly very good. Remember that, Donnie? Very good. Ryan Day got all hot and bothered. He got Ryan Day got very red-faced and mad about it. (laughs) While Lou Holtz was being interviewed by By Lou Holtz. By fake Lou. All right, Texas on the Edgar Steiner Associates fan text line. Coming up next, we love uh, talking to Ryan Wilson now that we're starting to gear up for the draft. He is Pittsburgh's NFL draft analyst, and we will ask him all the pertinent draft questions next. But first, a Donnie football headline. Pens host the Panthers tomorrow. Puck drop set for 7.30. Pitt hoops at 21st-ranked Virginia tonight at 7. You can listen to that game right here. On the fan, our coverage kicks off at 6.30, and it can also be heard on your Odyssey app. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com. Pony. Thank you so much, Donnie. Let's talk right now about FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of 93.7 The Fan, the the official betting partner of the NBA. And on Thursdays, you get no sweat, same game parlays on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. For TNT Thursdays, bonus bets back if your same par if your same game parlay doesn't win when you bet on any NBA on TNT game. So we've got the All Star break coming up here. We're nearing the halfway point of the NBA season. Uh, we still have games Thursday night on TNT, like the Bucks are playing at the Grizzlies. Man, Memphis has had a horrible season. John Moran has missed a lot of playing time. They've really fallen on hard times and. Uh, Milwaukee trying to get back to where they where they were a couple of years ago when they won the championship, and Giannis is obviously still one of the game's great players, and now they've got Dame Lillard there too. Uh, they're teaming up to try to take down 
the Celtics in the East. So you can bet that game, no sweat. Same game parlay, fanduel.com slash Andrew. 21 plus present NPA, minimum three leg parlay required refund issued as knowledgeable bonus bets, which expires seven days after receipt. Max refund five bucks, those otherwise specified. Restrictions apply, see terms, sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mahomes.